Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, I'm glad to see that you're here with us today, and I believe it's a blessing to God that you get to be with us today. You know, we are live all around the world, and so excited to have you here with us, and I believe we're going to have us a good time with the Lord today, and I believe it'll be a blessing to your life today as we come before the Lord and get some teaching, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you today. Have you had a good week? Are things going good for you this week? Well, you know, we're in the middle of the week, and the Lord, I believe, is going to feed your spirit, encourage you today, and I believe that it'll be a blessing to your life today, and just as we get into the Word today. Well, you know, uh, grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. We're going to study the Word of God today, and I believe that it'll be a blessing to you today in your life, and uh, I believe it's important that we all focus on God's Word and keep focused on Him in everything we do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, last week we had a little trouble with the video. I hope that we don't have any trouble today. I have some people kind of watching that today on YouTube. And if there's any trouble, you can always go listen to the audio there on uh, on a Podbeam there. If you'd like to there at uh, jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com. If you'd like to watch us live, you can watch us on YouTube typically. And you can also listen to us uh, live on Podbeam. And uh, you're welcome to listen to those, uh, listen to our messages live. If you can't listen to us live, no problem. Now, those live times are at 4 p.m. on Sundays. And on uh, Wednesdays, uh, we're at 6 p.m. Central Time, and uh, you're welcome to listen to us live at those times. If you can't catch it, though, there's no problem. You can listen to the rebroadcast on audio on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, uh, excuse me, uh, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, uh, Pandora. You can catch us on Amazon Music. You can catch us on um, Audio Junkie. <laughs> there's so many, uh, Apple, Verbal uh iVox you can listen to us on several different ones there you can listen to the rebroadcasts on and i believe that there'll be a blessing to you there and of course live you can watch us youtube but we also have a rebroadcast usually right after we're done and uh, you're welcome to check those out too there and i believe it'll be a blessing to you there and so you might do that and uh, check it out and see if it's a see if uh you know you have something that you can spread around share and be a blessing to someone else we're just here to encourage you and uh, you feel free to spend time listening to the Word of God and getting into it, uh, our broadcasts as you can there and as they're made available to you. Praise the Lord. And we're always so glad to have you. When I get done, you can also uh, chat with there. I get on there to see if there's a prayer request or if you have a praise report or or if you just want to give a testimony. We love to see that there. And I'll, I'll take a few minutes when I get down here and check those on YouTube and I'll check them on Podbeam. And uh, you're welcome to spend some time in that and let me know uh, that you're out there. I like to have a little interaction with you when I get done there and I'll spend a little time with you though. So if you would like to do that, you can do that when we get done. And you say, well, why don't you do it throughout the podcast? It's kind of hard to teach the word and uh, do the do the uh, chat there at the same time, but I, I'm or I'm just not real good at it. I'm working on that, but uh, at the end I will do that and spend a little time with you and try to be a blessing to you. Luke six thirty eight says, "Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over." So if you'd like to give to the ministry, you can. There's no problem to do that. Uh, you can go uh, to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com, hit the giving tab. There's a couple ways you can give there if you'd like to give. and uh, But there's no pressure to give. We don't ever pressure you to give. Uh, but uh, if you'd like, you can give, and I believe God will bless you back. And he doesn't, you know, you're not going to out give God, and he'll be a blessing back to you. But make sure you're giving somewhere. 
I say it often, but you know, it's important that you do something so God can provide in your life. You know, he leaves a lot of things up to us. We're going to talk about one of those things today. Matter of fact, we're talking about authority, but he leaves a lot of things up to us, you know, and so it's important that we're doing our part and giving. And I believe as you do that, God will bless you back. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over in your life. And uh, I believe that he'll bless you richly as you do that. Well, you know, grab your Bible. Get your tablet. We're going to get into the Word today, and uh, and it looks like we've had a couple little technical things there, but we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to keep on going here. If we have any more trouble, let me know, and uh, you know, you can also email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com, and uh, let me know if there's any technical difficulty. I am watching that as I go here, so I, I, it looks like everything seems to be fine, but let me know if you see something, and so we can uh, make sure and address that and be, make sure that you're getting uh, us on live there to be a blessing to you, you know. So we want to make sure everything's flowing good, you know. We're trying to take care of this here so that we can uh, be a blessing to you and your life there. But grab your Bible, get your tablet. As you can see, I've got my water, <laughs> got my coffee here. And, uh, you know, we're just going to get into the Word today, and uh, I believe that this teaching will be a blessing and an impact on your life as we get into it today. We are talking about authority. This is the third message into authority, and uh, I believe there's lots of things we can learn about authority, you know, and uh, we're going to get into the Word today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. You've been so good to us, Father. And Father, we as we get into the Word, Father, we ask that you help people to see things they've never seen before. We ask that you teach them things they've never been taught before by your Holy Spirit and encourage them today, Father. We ask that you flood us with light, Father. We're seeking you in all this, Father. We're here for you. We're not here for any other reason. And Father, we ask that everybody listening get what they need today, help them to be encouraged and blessed today. And Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name. And, and we thank you, Father, for it in advance for being so good to us, taking care of our families, working out all of our situations. I like to say favors working out all my situations. Your favor works out all of our situations. Some people have got some challenging situations right now. But, Father, we just thank you that your favor is working at all their situations right now. And, Father, we, we cast our cares upon you for you care for us. So some people may be carrying some big things and big challenges. Father, we just cast those things on to you today, and we give them to you, and I believe that you can carry them. You're way bigger than their problems, way bigger than their cares, and we just cast those things to you today, Father, to carry them for these people. In Jesus' name, just cast them to him right now. Give them to him. Let him carry them. And Father, we just thank you for carrying those loads for us and those challenges today. In Jesus' name, thank you for being so good to us, taking care of us, watching out for us all week, even putting us here so that we get what we need. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Are you glad to be here today? Well, I'm glad to be with you today. And uh, we're going to get into the Word. If you would, grab your Bible, get your tablet. We said it a couple of times there. But, you know, you want to see this. You want to be in front of you there as we go through it there. You know, we want to honor God's Word. Go to Matthew, the 8th chapter and the 5th verse. Matthew 8, and uh, we're going to go over there. Been opening up with these scriptures, but you know, these are some great scriptures when you get into authority, and uh, we're going to look at these things today. I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. Do you believe that? I believe it will be. Let's go ahead. Matthew, the eighth chapter, the fifth verse, it says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. You know, he cared about this person very much, or he wouldn't went to Jesus. 
you know, and maybe you know somebody today that has a lot of issues, you know, maybe you need to go to Jesus for them, you know, go to bat for them, praying for them, being a blessing to them, doing what you can for them, you know, me and my wife are helping somebody right now, you know, going to bat for them and trying to help them in their situations, you know, they've had some challenges, you know, we can be a blessing to other people, you know, not just by doing stuff for them, but praying for them and really caring you know, really praying for them, not just saying, hey, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> no, but really getting into the prayer time with for them and encouraging them and taking the time to do it. It's easy to be distracted and not care about anybody around you except for someone else. But we need to go to bat and pray for others, not just our families, you know, but for other people outside of our families. Well, he was beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I, I will come and heal him. Like we said before, this is shows his will. You know, he's willing to go heal him. He's willing to heal you. He's willing to help you in your circumstance. He's a good, good father, good Lord, and good Savior. Think about that today. He cares about your little situations and your big situations and your and all your situations. He cares about them. And he wouldn't have come to heal this per or wouldn't wouldn't have wanted to come heal this person if he didn't care. Think about that. Now he he's dealing with all kinds of people around him. He's being pulled every direction, but he still cares for this person's servant. You know, he'd go to big crowds and he'd see big crowds, and he would the Bible says more than once he would heal them all. Not just one of them, he would heal them all if they would if they would receive him. Think about that today. You know, are you receiving him today? You know, he'll heal you all if you'll receive him today. He'll heal you of your troubles, your heartaches, your pains, you know, and he can't make you, you know, because there was a certain time when he actually went to his hometown and some people didn't receive him and they didn't get healed. But it wasn't because of him. He came. He was there, <laughs> right? And he's right there where you're at. He can't. He's, he's here right now where you're at. It's not his fault that you're not getting healed. You have to receive him. And receive his healing today, and he'll help you right there where you're at. You know, he can't make everything happen for you if you're not willing to let him do it for you. You got to be willing to let him do that for you. Listen to what it says here. He says, And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that y'all should have come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. And so this man, he, he understood authority, he understood how God works. You know, he was even speaking to the Word. Jesus is the Word. The Bible says in John, the first chapter there, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and he came, and he, he became flesh. This is Jesus. He is the Word. He's the third part of the Trinity. He's the Word manifested on the earth. Boy, you think about words and how his words were so powerful and so strong because he was the third part of the Trinity, still is the third part of the Trinity, and his words are powerful and strong. If you get a word from Jesus, oh, man, you can just go to bank. It's going to happen. And listen to what he says here in the ninth verse. He says, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. And we said before, you know, think about this. Now, this situation, he marveled. How often do you see Jesus marveling in the Bible? Uh, not very many situations I see that he marveled. In this situation, he marveled for this man understanding authority and how authority works. This is what he says, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. 
powerful to think about. He said, he said, I've never seen faith like this in Israel, his own people. He says that in the people he loves, he hadn't seen that much faith. And this is a centurion, somebody outside of those people. That's powerful to think about, you know, you know, it's easy, you know, for a person that's a sinner, you know, it seems like it's easier for them to believe sometimes when they first get saved, you know, you know, I, when I first got saved, it seemed like I'm just man in my diapers and everything. It's just easier to believe, but you, it's interesting in Christians and they've been around for a long time. Sometimes you have to renew them and really get them fired up again, you know, because they've been doing this for a long time. They get used to a certain way certain stuff happening, you know, maybe you've been taught on authority a hundred times and I don't know if I want to hear that again. Well, you need to hear it again. You need to be renewed to it. We all have to be renewed to things. The Bible says that we have to renew our minds. What is renew? Well, my wife gives me a list, you know, on my phone, you know, and she'll text it to me and I have to go to the grocery store and pick up stuff. <laughs> you know, I'll try to get everything on the list, you know, but if she, if she told me on the phone, like a little bit earlier, you know, I, I actually went and got some groceries before this podcast, you know, she told me on the phone, I go get it. And I said, wait a minute, I'll stay on the phone and uh, I'll go get them as you tell me, you know? So I'm walking around the store and as she tells me, I grab this and I grab that and the other, you know, you know, and making sure that we get everything that she needs, you know, at the store, you know, but it's, it's interesting, you know, sometimes she'll give me a long list and if I don't have a list, and I, I don't have something, you know, to remind me I'll go in there. I'll, I'll come home. I, that's why I've, I've gotten older. I'm 47. I've learned a lot. <laughs> you young people listen to me. I've learned a lot. You better have a list or you're going to come back. You know, you're going to be going back to the store, buddy, because you forgot something, right? Well, you know, we have to be renewed. The Bible says we have to renew our minds and we're renewing ourselves to authority right now. You know, I taught on this about two years ago. And uh, actually, the recording wasn't as good as I'd like it to be, so I'm kind of glad that the Lord's had me teach on it again. But, uh, you, know, you know, we'll get into some new things as we get into this, too, because the Lord will give me new things. He always does. He always gives you new things, enlightens you, and shows you new stuff. But, uh, you know, you think about that, you know, you have to be renewed to it or you forget about it. You know, you'll find yourself not uh, taking authority in your home. You'll find yourself not taking authority in the situations you need to be taking authority over the enemy because you're not thinking about it because you're not renewing yourself to, to these things. That's why we got to be in church, and that's why we got to be listening to ministers, you know. If your church isn't feeding you on it, then you might need to listen to some ministers that will feed you on it, you know, so that you're renewing yourself in all areas, not just authority, but all the areas you need to be renewing to. Well, so he tells him about this authority here, and listen to what Jesus says. You know, he says when Jesus heard it, he marveled. And said to them, follow, verily I send you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I send you that as many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. You don't want to go to darkness. We said this before. Make sure you accept Jesus so you're not going into darkness. There is a real place and a real dark place. You don't want to go there. There is a choice between heaven and hell. Now, I know that's not popular today. Uh, people don't want to believe that there is a hell and there is a heaven, but there is. There's a heaven and a hell, and you want to make sure that you're going to heaven. Be with Jesus. And man, you know, life on earth is so much better with Jesus. You know, you can do so much more on earth with Jesus. Your life can be so much better with him. You say, was your life better, Jeremiah? Yes, it's much better with him. <laughs> Oh, it's so much better. You know, you have the grace to live. 
you'll have reason to live. You know, there's some people just looking for a reason to live, and Jesus is the reason to live. He's the reason, you know, people, they pass away. People, you know, you, you, they come and go, but Jesus is forever. You're going to be with him forever. And it's important that you're spending time with him and getting to know Jesus, right? I like what Jesse used to say. I want a God I can talk to, you know, and you can have a God you can talk to. He'll talk to you. He'll, he'll listen to you. He'll listen to what your cares are, or, you know, he'll go to him and talk to him. He already knows about it. So you might as well just talk to him about it. He knows what's going on with you. And take a little time and talk to him, praise the Lord. Well, the 12th verse is, But the children will be cast down in the outer darkness, and there shall be a weeping and gashing of teeth. And Jesus saith unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And as his servant was healed in that self same hour. Showing God's will. Took him at his word, and he was healed. Powerful to think about today, you know. Do you understand authority? Do you understand how authority works? You know, it's important that we understand authority. So we made the point, of course, Jesus calls this great faith. Do you want to have some great faith? Well, if you want to have great faith, make Jesus marvel, you have to understand authority, not just, you know, get a head knowledge of it. You need a revelation of it, you know, because this is about one of the most powerful things in your life is understanding authority and who you are. Now, we're going to talk a lot over the weeks here about your position about your the place he's given you because it's so important to understand how that works with authority you know your position gives you that authority you know if i had this job one time you know i worked at it i'll never forget you know and it you know and it looked like i had a position of authority you know but when it came to telling somebody how to do something or telling something you know holding them accountable for something i couldn't do that that was up to the boss ahead of me you know or the person above me you know and uh, you know, there are, it's important to know your position and your your title and authority that God has given to you. And you know, you have a very good title and authority in Christ Jesus. Matter of fact, it says in Romans the fifth chapter, the seventeenth verse. I like this version of it; it's really good. The Amplified says it like this, and the Amplified Classic it says, "For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reigned through that one." More, much more surely those who receive Jesus' overflowing grace, and in parentheses, unmerited favor. Oh, I like that. Unmerited favor and the free gift of righteousness. No, it's free gift. We receive that when we get saved, righteousness. I have a whole series on that. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can click back and find that. Putting them into the right standing with himself, telling you what righteousness is, right standing with him reign as kings in life through one man, Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. Powerful to think about there. They reign in life. You're supposed to be reigning in life, not over people, but reigning over demonic spirits and reigning over this life and ruling in this life for God. You know, ruling over those darkness powers that are trying to hold you back, you know, to keep you from accomplishing the goals that has for God has for you. You say, is that real, Jeremiah? Yes, there it is. We'll talk more about that. But you're seated with Jesus far above all principalities and powers. And that talks about your position there in Ephesians 1 and 2. And we're going to talk more about that. And he gave you that authority so that you could rule over your enemy in your life, you know. And not for him to do it. You know, notice it isn't God that's supposed to do it. We're supposed to do it in our lives. He gives us that authority in our lives. Mark 16, 17 through 18 says it like this. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. 
Does this say it was talking about the disciples? Does this say it's talking about Christians? It just says to them who believe. Do you believe today? Well, this you qualify if you believe in Jesus as Lord of your life. This is what these are the signs that are supposed to follow you. You know, and some people have said these things. Now, matter of fact, I saw somebody in the news. He was saying these type of things that it says in the scripture, and they ridiculed him. You know, and believe me, you know that is normal for Christians. <laughs> We're supposed to be persecuted. That's normal. I get some neat comments here and there. <laughs> you know, you know, but it's okay because that's part of uh, living for Jesus. You know, and and it's up for debate debate the things I'm saying. But the Bible is clear, and truth is clear, and it's always going to be the infallible truth that rules, and it's going to be the thing that's above everything. Jesus' name is above every name, you know. And there's no arguing with the word because it's always going to be the truth, and it's going to be always reliable in everything that we do. But listen to what it says here: and these signs shall follow them that believe. In the, in my name they shall cast out devils; they shall speak with new tongues. I didn't write this. Isn't that what the Bible says? They will speak with new tongues. Doesn't mean the old tongue does. He's talking about praying in the Holy Ghost is what he's talking about there. And they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall turn. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And what will happen? It says they will recover. There's a promise right there. For laying hands on the sick, they'll recover. And that's part has to do with our position. Think about it. But though the first thing he tells you, he talks about authority in that. He's talking to us about authority. He says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. How can you do that unless you have the authority to do that? I remember working a job, like I was telling you before, and I had no authority, <laughs> you know, uh, yet I was supposed to tell people what they were supposed to do, but I didn't have any authority, you know, and I couldn't call nobody on nothing. I couldn't tell them what to do because, you know, they I ultimately I had to refer them back to my supervisor, the person over me. I didn't really have authority, you know. But uh, in this situation, you do have authority. You're over. You you're far above the devil and all his demonic spirits. You're seated with Jesus in authority, and you know you are because he wouldn't tell you that you could do this if if it wasn't possible. And you and it's because of your authority, right? Here's another scripture: James, the fourth chapter, the seventh verse. He says, "Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." I remember Brother Hagen talk about he'd read, read out of the dictionary what flee meant, you know, in the dictionary. He had a big old dictionary, and he read it there, and it meant, meant to run in terror. <laughs> Why would he run in terror from you? Well, because you have authority over him. You can tell the devil to get out of here right now, and he has to take off, and he'll run in terror because of the authority that you have. You're seated with Jesus. Now, that's hard for you to understand sometimes that you're supposed to rule and reign in life. But we are seated with Jesus. And read the first chapter of Ephesians and the second chapter, and you'll see that we're seated next to him. And that's talking about your position is what it's talking about. And he's made you to rule and reign in life. That's what it's talking about there. Well, you know, we're going to get more into that, but we're going to pick up from where we left off last week there. When we talked about last week, we talked about Adam who had been given authority over earth. Right, God gave him authority. That's why he didn't fix work on the situation there. That the enemy came in the Garden of Eden. You know, he didn't come and make it all just perfectly right, right then and there. Why? Because he gave authority to Adam. Adam was supposed to take care of the garden, and we're supposed to take care of our homes. We're supposed to get the enemy out of our homes. Adam got lax. <laughs> you know, Adam was taking a nap. Adam wasn't paying attention to the spiritual stuff that was going on in the garden. You know, you have a spirit on the inside of you. The real spirit's on the inside of you. You're not just a body. You have a spirit on the inside of you. We have a body, a soul, and a spirit. 
and you you can tell what's going on in the uh, in the realm of the spirit out there. You can tell you you know some places you just go and you can just tell, man, this is no oh, something's wrong in this place. Well, that's because you're spiritual. You have a spirit on the inside of you, and then you have even more awareness when you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and He quickens you. He tells you stuff when you get born again. You receive the Holy Spirit inside your spirit. And he'll quicken you and tell you stuff that's going on, you know, lead you, guide you, help you to have a good life. You know, that's why you need to get saved. If you're not saved right now, you're better off when you're saved. You got the Holy Spirit to help you. He knows everything. And he'll help you to be guided through this life and to have a good life. Well, you know, Adam was lax, though. You know, he's up taking a nap, eating an apple, <laughs> chilled out, watching a, a baseball game. And he was, you know, he had his hat backwards and he wasn't paying attention to what was going on, you know. And uh, the enemy came into the garden, he says, and he gave his authority over the enemy, you know, because he was ruler and reign over that area of the planet. You know, actually, he was over the whole thing at the time. It was only him and Eve. The Bible says that he was given all authority over everything is what the Bible says in Genesis there. And you can see that and read that if you'd like to. But he had authority over it, not just the animals. He had rule, He had authority over everything. And, you know, it's important, you know, that you realize that you have authority in your home. You know, there's a bunch of stuff going on. You don't want to happen in your house, a bunch of junk happening. Then you can take authority over. Now, we don't take authority over people, but we take authority over the enemy that's calls and challenges, you know. You know, maybe he's trying to hold back some finances from you. You need to take authority over that, you know. Say, devil, let go of my finances in Jesus' name. You have authority. Demonic spirits, let go of my finances in Jesus' name. You know, but you can take authority over it. We have that authority in Christ Jesus. We're going to talk more about that. You say, where's that at? We're going to see lots of scriptures on it. I'm going to give you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. And you're going to be like, my goodness. <laughs> because you have authority in Christ Jesus. I've already given you some scriptures, but we're going to get into more and more of that. You know, I, I, we also talked about the vision that Brother Hagen had, which was great, a really great vision. And uh, some people may not believe in visions, but he had a vision, and I believe him. And uh, he talked about how he was talking to Jesus. It was a powerful vision. He's had a few encounters with Jesus. I remember this particular one. And uh, well, I don't know how many he had, but he had this particular one, I remember. And uh, he was talking about, he had. He also talks about another one there in the book, uh, talking about the Holy Spirit, if you'd like to go back and read that encounter. and uh, But anyway, uh, he was talking to him, and he was there, and he had an open vision of him. And that has to do with the gift of the Spirit there. But uh, he, he, was, he was seeing him, and all of a sudden this cloud kind of went in front of him. And he kept hearing this this noise, just kind of a loud pitched noise. And uh, he was trying to get what Jesus was telling him. Jesus was giving him wisdom and teaching him out of the scriptures, you know, some things and stuff he'd never seen before. And he'll do that with you if you pray those pr three prayers that we talk about. We pray them on uh, Sunday morning, or actually Monday mornings uh, on Coffee Confessions. You know, he'll, he'll show you things you've never seen before when you're praying those powerful anointed prayers. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was looking at those things and he was praying those prayers and God just, he said, it, it's like he never seen the word before. He was he didn't even know he'd been teaching the stuff he'd been teaching after he started praying those prayers because God just started enlightening him on things. And then he ended up having a vision there and uh, he was trying to listen to Jesus and get wisdom from him. And this thing that looked kind of like a monkey was jumping up and down and making a loud noise and he could hear Jesus, just the sound of his voice, but he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't get what he was saying. You know, he's wanting to know what he was saying. And he's like, why don't he get rid of this this monkey and make it where I can hear him? Why does he keep talking, you know? 
And finally, he says, get out of here, devil, in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, the cloud went away, and the the sound went away, and the monkey was gone. But you think about this today, you know, what Jesus says to him was powerful, and he said it blew his theology. (laughs) He said, if you hadn't done that, I couldn't have. Think about those words he said there. He said, if you hadn't done something, I couldn't have. Powerful to think about, you know, your life. Maybe you should think about that question in your life. You know, what do you think? Well, if he does, if I don't do something about it, he couldn't have. You know, we have to take authority in this life. He can't, you can't have him do something he's given you authority to do in your life. You can't ask him to do something when he's asked you to do that in your life. You know, he he's told us to give, and it shall be given to us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Well, he's not going to give for you. You got to give, right? Think about that today, you know. If he's told you to speak to the enemy and he'll flee from you, he's not going to do it for you. You've got to do it. We have to take authority in our lives, you know. We have to stand up against the enemy in our lives so that we have the, the, the peace in our home and the joy in our home that we're supposed to have. But we have to take authority in, in our situation. So we talked about that last week, and we said that this was is our job to exercise authority just like he did over every creeping thing. You got creeps in your house. You got to run the enemy out. Of course, we know that Satan came in as a creeping thing, a snake. Think about that. He came in as a snake. He didn't come in a body. So he came in illegally. He used a snake is what he used. He did. And we found out the origin of Satan, that he's an illegal alien here on this planet. You that love aliens out there, you ought to love this teaching on an illegal, on an alien here. (laughs) He's an angel, fallen angel, but he's here illegally. And he came illegally into the earth. He came through a snake is what he did. You're supposed to be born on the earth to have authority. And he tricked Adam and took his authority in the garden of Eden is what ended up happening. And uh, what ended up happening is Jesus had to come back and get our authority back. We're going to talk more about that. We talked about Satan does not have a body, so he doesn't have a legal right, you know, but we surrendered it. Adam surrendered it uh, to him, the authority that he had. But uh, since Adam yelled, uh, yielded over his authority to Satan by sinning, Satan took over Adam's authority, and God let the devil know he would retrieve it back. And we talked about that in Genesis, the third chapter, and the 15th verse. Listen to what he says here. Now, you know, aren't you glad that he made provision to fix this situation? You know, in our situations, we're responsible, right? And all the situations that we face at home and the challenges, you know, he puts some responsibility on us, you know, to take authority of situations, make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're running the enemy out of our homes and keeping our family safe, praying over our family. You know, I've had some wonderful, wonderful family that have been prayer people. Oh, just wonderful prayer people for years and years and years. My grandma, grandfather, oh man, they were prayer warriors, you know, but you know, sometimes that mantle comes upon you after some time, you know, they've been praying and praying, you know, and they'd talk about how they prayed for others and prayed for their family, you know, and then it goes to the next generation, my mother and father, you know, it's their responsibility, pray for the family. And, you know, and after some time, it may fall on you, and you need to take authority over your family and speaking the right things and, and telling the enemy to let them go, you know. It's amazing. You can feel people's prayers in your life. It's amazing. My grandma and grandfather, I could just tell they were praying for me. i never forget this one situation. I was in high school, and uh, I just knew someone was praying for me, and I know it was them that was praying for me. But uh, I was in a locker room, and I'll never forget, you know, and there was a fight that went on. This uh, this uh, 
this group that came in there and this guy, he was being tested by the group, you know, and he had to go fight somebody. Then that's how they kind of worked back then when they had a little gang, you know, or a clique, you know, and, uh, he had to go fight this person. He said, we want you to fight this person here. Show us that you're a man and all this stuff. You can be in our gang type thing. Well, anyway, they closed off the gym. I was in PE at the time and they beat up this person in this gym, you know, and I was the only other person in there. <laughs> so they closed off the thing and the guy getting beat ups in there and I'm in there. I'm changing, you know, from PE and all that stuff, trying to get myself, you know, cause they make me run forever. You know, we'd run around the building and, uh, man, they would make you run till you almost wanted to pass out. You know, I, I learned not to take PE again after that experience with PE, you know, nothing against you guys that like PE, but it wasn't for me, you know, had lots of wonderful experiences there at PE, but, uh, they blocked off the sides, you know, but it's interesting. They beat him up, but they didn't touch me. Wow. Think about that, you know, but I just knew God's hand was there and he was protecting me, you know, because people were praying, you know, for me, I believe it was my grandfather and my grandmother. It's just, you kind of just know, you know, it's amazing how you kind of just know, well, you know, they were praying for me, you know, and I was safe, didn't have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, no one ever gave me a problem really all through PE, but I believe it's because they were praying for me. You know, Genesis, the third chapter, the 15th verse, he says this, he says, I will put the enmity between, uh, between and the uh, woman, uh, between thee and the woman, and between the seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Talking about the prophecy of Jesus and how he was going to take that authority back by Jesus. Powerful stuff there. You know, you think about that today. Jesus, he, he was the one that came and fixed the situation that we made. You know, aren't you glad he comes and fixes the situations that you mess up? Maybe today you messed up some stuff and you're really feeling bad about it. You're like, man, I wish I hadn't done that. You know, but Jesus can fix situations. He can come in and make it right and work it out for you, you know, but you just got to let him. He'll fix it. He'll make it right. But, you know, you got to seek him and let him do that. Well, you know, God made provision for Adam. Now, it took some time for this to happen in the earth. And he spoke it right away. God did it right away. He, he spoke it right away. His words make things happen right away. We, we talk about that in the confession series. He spoke it there and, and it came to pass, but he did it right away. And sometimes it takes a little time, but he, he went to work on it right away. Think about that. Your situation, when you've done something wrong, aren't you glad he's going to come help you right away? He did that right away. And he told the devil he's going to fix it right away. <laughs> Spoke it into existence. Think about that today. You know, he's coming to help you right away. Maybe you messed up and maybe you have some challenges right there. Maybe maybe you have something you just don't know how it's going to work, you know, and God comes to help you right away. He's not sitting there, oh, I don't know if I can do something or I don't care. No, he comes to help you right away because he's a good father and he cared about Adam. He, start, he started working on it right away. So this scripture tells us that Jesus is coming to set things in order. You know, he's also going to come and set things in order, you know, on this planet, you know, after the seven year tribulation, he's going to come back and he's going to set things in order. There's going to be the rapture before that. We're going to talk about the, the book of Revelations. I plan on doing a series on that. Hopefully we can do that soon. But, uh, you know, it's important to be watching scriptures. It says that Jesus said, be looking for your redemption. Draw nigh. You need to be watching for it. I've said this before recently. You need to be watching for it because you don't want to be. He told us specifically to be looking for it. If you're not looking for it, you don't want to be one of those that's not looking. 
<laughs> you want to be out of here because God wants you to be with him, right? How did, how did he do that? Well, John 10, 1 through 2 says it like this, Very last Sandy, that he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Isn't that good? So we we can see that Satan made an illegal entry. He came into the sheepfold the wrong way, he came in as an alien and snuck in the garden and connived his way into the earth. But uh, God came in the legal way through Jesus. If you were to come into my house, breaking my window, you know, that would be an illegal entry. You know, <laughs> obviously, you know, that's illegal. Can't break my window. You can't climb through my window, you know, but that being an illegal entry. But you would need me to let you in the front door. That would be a legal entry then, you know, when I let you come in. You know, there's sometimes, you know, people don't want them coming in there. People coming in their home and say, no, don't you come in this home. Well, if they forced their way in, that'd be an illegal entry. But, you know, God came in the legal way. I remember when I was younger, uh, my dad had this house and um, all kinds of things happened to this house. I'm not forgetting. I'll never forget it, you know, but we live by uh a police department, you know, and then there was a house on the corner. It was a big, beautiful home and had a pool in the back, beautiful home. Then my dad's house was next door and he was trying to remodel it, make it really nice. He bought this with great ambitions. He actually was going to fix it up. He even started to fix it up and make it nicer. You know, he got remarried. My my parents had divorced when I was really young Then he got remarried. So I had some stepbrothers and oh, they were horrible. Oh my goodness, dear me. I mean, you talk about living in sin they were they were wild and i mean just everything you can think about they they did everything you could think of they shouldn't do you know and uh, it's just amazing you know that anyway they moved in you know i don't think my dad had any idea what he was getting into you know he they actually divorced at one point and they my dad remarried my mother and uh they ended up getting back wonderful redemption story because he got born again and then they got remarried it was a really neat story and then he went to bible school and he taught the word you know but he actually had a tough period at this time and i'll never forget you know i'm his dad i was at dad's this time him, him to watch me you know and stuff and they would do some crazy stuff they would sneak and jump into the pool of the neighbor's house <laughs> you know the pool actually had a tarp over covered and I think this was actually a cool time and they would just jump into the pool, you know, and while the neighbor wasn't gone, well, they thought the neighbor wasn't gone. Neighbor would come out and then they'd get in trouble, you know, <laughs> jumping in the pool. That's illegal. Going on their property, jumping in their pool, you know, that would be a legal access. Would it be legal if you go ask them, said, hey, can I swim in your pool? No, don't jump in there with a tarps on it. That's dangerous. You might get suffocate and fall to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> They didn't care. They were crazy, you know. But, uh, you know, that's an illegal entry. You know, I remember my grandfather, you know, uh, he had a wonderful shop. You know, he uh, he had downtown in Bethany, and uh, he had many cars and things that he worked on and things like that. But he had a big car shop. It used to be a really uh, easy to access where he worked on cars and things, I understand. Anyway, he had lots of tools and lots of things, you know, in this shop and lots of things that you would hold, you know, worth a lot of money. And uh, he'd have problems because people break in the back and steal stuff out of the shop, you know. That's an illegal entry. You know, you come ask him. He probably would have gave it to you. He's a good Christian man, you know, and of course he has to keep his business going. But, you know, they were breaking in, taking things, you know, from the back of the shop, you know. That's an illegal entry, and that's exactly what the enemy did. He broke in, and he came in an illegal way, and he wasn't even born on this earth, right? Now for God to get our authority back from the devil, he had to come in legally because he does not break his word. Think about that today. He wanted to do it right. And he wanted it to stay right. 
So he came in the legal way. God made man with a body in charge of the earth with his words, you know. And I said this before, you know, your body gives you that authority here on earth. You know, once you're out of this body, you know, uh, there's no reason for you to be here. That's why you go to the, go on to be with the Lord. You know, your body gives you that authority when you're on this planet. It's interesting. He's even going to come back and people are going to come out of their graves. Why? Those bodies are important and they give you authority on this earth. God made man with a body and he says he'll give you a new body, by the way, uh, one, at a certain point. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but uh, God made man with a body in charge of the earth with his words. And God does not go back on his words or break his words. So if God gave man charge and he, he could not go back on what he had already said. So he gave Adam charge. And he didn't go back on what he said. So he wanted to come in and with that line of thinking, get back into the earth and take back our authority. Well, let's look here at Numbers, the 23rd chapter. Numbers 23, 19, he says, and you know, God doesn't lie. We're going to talk about that. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? And hath he spoken, he shall not make it good. But listen to what he says, though. He's a God that does not lie. He doesn't lie. He doesn't lie about anything. If he said that you're going to do something or you're going to fulfill a destiny and you have authority and he's given you all these things, you're saved when you pray for the salvation, he doesn't lie. He keeps his word. That's hard for a lot of people, you know, because they've been told lots of things and people have lied and not kept their word. But he's a good father, and he always keeps his word. Titus says it like this first. Uh, the, <laughs> Titus, Titus says it like this in the second verse. It says it like this. And hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. A God that cannot lie. Why? That would destroy him because he doesn't sin. So he keeps his word. Hebrews 6.18 says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, he might have a strong consolation and who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Excuse me. So this is an important thing to know about God because this tells you that God was limited to his word and he is in your life. If he gave you authority, he's limited to his word, right? That's why he doesn't take authority in your situation. That's why he doesn't do certain things in your situation. If he's already told you to do it and he's given you the authority to do it, that's why he doesn't do it. You say, well, Jeremiah, is he limited? You know, because some people think, well, God's just in control. They make this statement. They say he's in control, you know. Well, no, in some circumstances he's not because he's given you authority to do certain things. Now, he has some things he's already spoken to existence, prophecies. He's the beginning and the end. But some things he's given you control over, and yet we blame God if we're not careful. You know, some people make this statement, God is in control. Well, God is not in control if he put you in charge of your own home. If he, He's not in control if he's told you that you have authority to do certain things. You say, wow, that's a big statement. Well, I'm just telling you. You, you wonder why havoc's going on in your home or you're having challenges in certain things. It's because you're supposed to take authority in that situation. Adam was in charge and had authority to run the devil off. Did God jump in? Did God try to stop the situation? No, because he put Adam in charge. Wow, that's powerful to think about. You know, God puts Adam, he puts you in charge. And this brings up this, you know. That God, he gets the blame all the time for everybody's mistakes. Is it God's fault that there's all kinds of garbage going on? No, because he put us in authority. 
that's why a lot of stuff's happening is because of man's not managing things the way God wanted him to manage things. We're supposed to manage certain things. He said, what? Yeah, we're supposed to manage certain things. We're supposed to take authority over our enemy, right? And our circumstance, we're supposed to use our faith. He requires faith and talks about Hebrews 11, says that it's if you don't have it and it doesn't please him, he tells us to walk in love. And you say, well, why aren't others loving me? Well, are you loving them? You know, he said, seek first the kingdom and these things will be added to you. Did he say he's just going to add them to you? No, he said, you got to seek first the kingdom. That's because he's given us charge of things and we have, we get these things by doing something and making sure that we take responsibility on our part. So God had to find a body to work through and he came into the earth legally. Who did he work through? How did he come into the earth legally? Well, let's look at that. You know, we're going to get it. Let's look here at uh, Genesis, the third chapter in the fifth verse. Genesis, the third chapter in the fifth verse. We're going to look at that one more time. It says here in Genesis 3.15, it says, And I will put in, put the enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So he's going to use a woman, isn't he? He's going to use a woman to come into the earth. That's the legal way to come to the earth, you know. Men don't give birth to babies, <laughs> right? So he decides to come to Mary. And he comes to Mary, and he and it's kind of like the great faith situation we talked about there with the centurion. You know, this never would have worked if Mary didn't have some great faith, you know. And we got to have great faith in our circumstances we got to take authority in our circumstances. we got to believe authority in our circumstances to have the great faith that God wants us to have. Aren't you glad that, that Mary had some great faith? Because Jesus was wanting to come fix all these circumstances with the enemy. He wanted to give us our authority back, but he needed someone to work with, and Mary was someone he could work with. Luke, the first chapter, let's look at the 30th verse. It says, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. You know, every time an angel comes, they have to say, fear not, because it scares the heck out of them. You know, like, oh, man, what is this bright being? You know, and, you know, they probably write a whole book about aliens if they saw, <laughs> saw an angel. And, and you know they are aliens because they're from somewhere else. But, uh, you know, that's not the aliens that we think they are, you know. And I, and I think sometimes maybe people are getting confused about angels sometimes, you know, because they think they're aliens. You know, they are working the earth, you know. And he tells us that we might be entertaining them unaware, you know, because angels work with the word. You know, if Jesus spoke it, angels, you know, they hearken unto the voice of our words. They, they actually follow God's words, you know, and they make good things come to pass and bad things come to pass. So they are actively working in the earth. And we see them take physical form even sometimes. The Bible talks about when Abraham was talking to those three angels and it looked like three men. You know, so it's it's interesting. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and it shall be called his name is shall be called Jesus. Wow. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So we're in a kingdom that there is no end. It never ends. He's given you a position and a kingdom that never ends. Think about that. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? <laughs> like, I've never seen it work like this, God. How's this going to happen? And maybe you're saying that today. You know, God spoke to something to you, asked you to do something. 
you say, well, how's this going to work, God? I don't know how this is going to work, you know, but, but you just want to have a faith response like Mary did here. She has a faith response to this whole plan, you know, and, and he does ask you to do some stuff. You don't know how it's going to work, you know, and we just have to use our faith and trust him to do the stuff that he wants us to do. I, has he ever asked you to do something that you're like, what on earth are you talking about, God? <laughs> you know, How's that going to work? I don't know how this will work, you know, but that's not your responsibility. That's God's responsibility to make it work. We just trust him and we just get, we use our faith, you know, and, you know, we don't have to know everything, but we can trust him. And that's exactly what she did here in the 35th verse. And the angels answered and said unto her, the Holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing, which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God. And behold, the cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, listen to what she says. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And that's a faith response. You know, you don't want to go, I, I, I don't know, Lord. Hopefully that'll work. No, you want to say, be it unto me. Uh, I like what she said, according to your word, <laughs> just a faith response. You know, I trust you, Lord, just be it unto me, make it happen. Well, I'll just, I'll trust this is what's going to happen. You told me it's going to happen and we'll just let you make it come to pass. You know, I was listening to somebody talk the other day, you know, they're talking about trusting God with their finances, you know, for a large ministry, you know, and every time it came time to deal with the bills, he just hold the bills up and say, these are yours, Lord. You asked me to do this, right? Well, you know, if he asked you, and this is a project between you and him, then it's his responsibility. You know, we, we manage it. That's what we're here for on earth, but it is his responsibility. He's going to give you the open doors. He's going to show you how to do it. He's going to make it happen. But, you know, we're just supposed to trust him and have some faith. That's all he's looking for is just somebody to believe him. Boy, that's a good word for somebody. Just believe him, right? He says, have faith in God. Well, that's our job is just believe him and have faith in him. You know, he, he's not happy if you don't have faith in him. Mark, Hebrews 11 chapter, he, he loves faith, you know, and he, it, does, it displeases him if you don't just trust him. You know, uh, you know maybe you don't know how it's going to happen or what's going to happen or what, what, how that's going to work out. That's okay. You just trust him and he'll make it work out. He's a good father and he makes stuff work out. He can do stuff that you can't, it'll blow your mind if you just rely on him. She said, be it unto me according to your word. So he got legal access because she was willing to accept what God was wanting to do in the earth. Listen to what he says here. And the, the angel departed from her. It says, notice she took God at his word. Or my notes say this. It says, no, she took God at his word, and God was able to come into the earth as a man. How did he get here? How did he come to take back our authority? He came in a body, didn't he? So he could take back our authority through a man, through a body on the earth. It's important that we note she had great faith like the centurion. I like that. She she had great faith so that this could come to pass. Are you taking God his word today with your life like Mary? Are you taking him at his word? You know, maybe he said something to you. Are you just taking him at his word? Are you always constantly got to be, you know, have some surety or are you always constantly needing him to tell you over and over and over, you know, what he told you in the first place is what we need to listen to, right? 
they need to listen to what he said and just yield to what he said so we can fulfill that purpose God has for our lives. And the reason why I say this is because Mary's cousin Elizabeth, who was getting a miracle at the same time, literally getting a miracle, for, she was four weeks into this already, or four months, I believe, four weeks or four months, I said that earlier. And uh, her husband's words of doubt and unbelief almost changed the destiny of John the Baptist. Wow, because he, he, was going, he wanted to be called something else. And they said they wanted to be called John. He's like, no, 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 I got better plans. I'm, uh, we're going to name him something. No, he said he wanted to be named John. Names are important. You know, you look back in the Bible, you know, he called Abraham, Abraham, father of many nations for a reason. He's calling those things that be not as though they were. Jeremiah in the Bible, I know that the meaning of Jeremiah just simply because it means in the Hebrew, and I know because my name's Jeremiah, it means Jehovah is high. It means sent, appointed by the Lord is what it means. It's a powerful name. But names have powerful meaning. And, you know, you're calling in that over and over. And she, he, they want him to be named John, but he didn't want to do it. But then, so what they did, they shut him up. <laughs> God, the angel shuts him up. Don't want him changing destiny. Then maybe he's going to shut you up because he wants your destiny to be good or you're affecting someone else's destiny. He might move you out of somebody else's pathway. If you can't say the right things, you can't say things in faith and say things that God wants to happen. You say, well, why did I get separated in this situation? Why has someone moved out of my life in a situation? They're negative all the time. You know, well, because probably they're trying to cause things to happen. He doesn't want to happen. And he'll move people. He'll make things happen because he wants certain things to happen in the earth. And your words cause things to happen in the earth. Are you taking God's word today? Are you of trying to are you filled with doubt and unbelief you know there's lots of people you know they want what they want to happen but god wanted to make sure he wanted to happen in the earth what he wanted to happen wanted to be called john he was supposed to be the forerunner of jesus christ the prophet before him you know he needed him to come into the earth and the, his destiny could have been changed that jesus's destiny could have been changed if mary didn't have faith and she had the faith that God wanted to have like the centurion, that he wanted her to have like the centurion. Are we going to take him at his word? Are you taking God at his word today to fulfill the mission he has for you? Well, you know, he's coming into the earth. We're going to take up from here uh, talking next week on Wednesday. He's, he's coming in through Mary to come back and you know, take our authority back. But it's important that we're taking like Mary at his word, taking him at his word in our situations, you know, taking him, listen to what he has to say and acting on it, right? James says, faith without works is dead. Whatever he's saying to you, you need to act on it. So to be alive in your life and you fulfill the purpose God has for you, are, you words, are your words messing up what God's trying to do in your life through doubt and unbelief? Are you speaking good things? You know, coffee and confessions is really great that I do on uh, Monday mornings because we're speaking the right things causing good things to happen in your destiny, in your life, you know, calling those things that be not as though they were. Powerful stuff, you know. If you hadn't checked it out, check it out. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy today. And Father, we thank you for your time today. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit ministering to us. And Father, we ask that you help us to see more and more of the authority that you've given to us, Father. 
We thank you that we see that you've come into the earth to get back our authority this week. And we're going to see our position and the things that you've called us to do this week even more and more each week. And Father, help us to rule and reign in our circumstances, taking authority of the devil and all the circumstances around us. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And all, amen. And if you haven't known Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him. Nothing you can do better in your life is know Jesus. You say, well, marriage is a big step. Well, Jesus is the biggest step. You can have a good marriage if you get Jesus in your life. You say, well, uh, you know, taking care of other situations is more important. No, your eternity, your destiny, your, the, where you're going to end up is more important to your life. And you fulfilling the purpose he called you and put you on this planet for is more important than all that stuff that you think is more important. So let's pray today if you'd like to know Jesus I believe it'll be the best decision you ever made in your life. Just pray this with me today. We're going to pray out of Romans, the 10th chapter, the 9th and 10th verse, if you'd like to look at that. And uh, let's pray this today and just repeat it after me and receive Jesus into our lives. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I just confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus be the Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I believe if you prayed that, I believe God saved you right there where you're at today. And you can talk to him every day. He's a God you can talk to every day. Just spend some time fellowshipping with him and have a good relationship with Jesus Christ today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. I'd love to hear about your life and hear how, how God's, what God's doing in your life there. You can also talk to me after I get done if you have a prayer request or if you have a praise report or you just have a question for me. I'm going to be on here for just a few minutes there. We've spent some time with you checking on the YouTube chat and checking on the uh, Podbean chat there. And if, you, if you're hearing this and the rebroadcast, you can listen to us at those live times and you can come and uh, chat with me if you'd like to. We love you so much. God bless you. And if you want to send a praise report by email, you can go to jeremiasministries at yahoo.com or question or prayers report. You can send them there. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you in Sunday. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.